Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. Once upon a time, there was a girl who dreamed of flying through the stars, who dared to resist injustice, who lived to a beat and a rhythm that was all her own. Her name was Chloe Frida, Oprah, Celia Cruz, Josephine, Greta, Ruth, Alice. One day, she wondered, could today be the beginning of something new? This was her one opportunity to do something, something big. So that's exactly what she did. Along the way, she discovered that she wasn't alone. Her body felt strong, her mind sharp. She was prepared to work as hard as it took. Her words were making a real change, and she felt powerful. I'm Gail King. I'm Andrea Day. I'm Diane Gibbons. I'm Lindsay Vaughn. I'm Jamila Jamal. I'm Anita Hill. I'm Brenda Chapman. I'm Alana Glazer. And this is Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. Listen wherever you get your podcasts or find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio. Hello again, Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most, and keeper of the strangest, spookiest tales on Earth. Today is another Ivy's chilling tale. This brain fog tale, Story Club members, might envelop you in absolute terror. It's one I call the strange mist of Huckleberry Springs. Huckleberry Springs was, in many ways, the perfect winter getaway spot. It had a cozy downtown full of bookstores, coffee shops, candy sellers, and toy merchants. No cars were allowed in the center of town along its cobblestone streets and 19th century architecture. Naomi Hill absolutely loved it. The town was quaint, and everyone there was very friendly. She was staying in the Roosevelt Hotel in town and even made a couple of friends. It was during the holiday season in December when school was out, and so the hotel was full of tourists doing their annual shopping. Naomi had met Joe Pilsner and Holly Jenkins. They were from larger cities, and she thought they were pretty cool. Their parents let them go down to the sweet shops together one night to get some hot cocoa, and that's when it all went bad. As they were walking and talking along the bustling sidewalk full of holiday travelers bundled up in big coats and long scarves, Naomi noticed tendrils of fog reaching into the center of town. The oppressive bank of mist seemed to appear out of nowhere. She'd checked the weather app on her phone, and Huckleberry Springs had called for clear, cold, wintry skies tonight. No fog. That's odd as a cod, Naomi thought. Joe and Holly didn't seem to care about her concern, though. At least not until a few minutes later. They'd just ordered their steaming mugs of sweetness and sat down to drink them when screams emanated from outside in the streets. Did you hear that? Naomi asked her new friends. They had. A boy a few years younger than them, around age nine, came running into the shop. He quickly locked the door behind him. A moment later, in the fog-clouded Main Street, men and women in their festive holiday clothes were pounding on the store's thick glass, trying to get in. Their eyes were glazed over and blank as the mist. Don't go out there, the boy warned them. The adults, they've gone nuts. It's the fog, there's something in it. 
At that moment, Naomi, Joe, and Holly were the only ones in the store, except for two employees, who were adults. It was near closing time. Open that door, young man, the store manager ordered. I can't do that, the boy said. Irritated, the manager, wearing a paper hat and apron, came around the corner, marched to the glass door, and shoved the boy aside to unlock it. The boy ducked out into the fog as soon as the door was opened and made a run for it as the fog-crazed adults rushed in. The moment the mist encircled the manager, her eyes glazed over and she turned, leering at Naomi and her friends. Does this place have a back way out? Holly asked. Time to find out, Joe said. Come on. They sprinted to the back door. It had an alarm on it, but now was not the time to worry about that. Joe shoved it open and a shrill screech sounded. They escaped out into the mist, which completely engulfed the town as if it had swallowed it. The mist is bizarre, Naomi thought. It has the oddest smell of almonds, and it felt tingly on her skin. This was not just any fog. Up here, Joe said, pointing to the iron fire escape on the side of the building. He pulled down the ladder and they each scurried up it. Then bound up the metal stairs to the rooftop. Their pursuers, fortunately, didn't follow. Naomi, Holly, and Joe stalked to the edge of the building and peeked over. No sign of any kids. Apparently, they all had fled. But adults in Christmas sweaters were picking up garbage cans and throwing them through windows. Others were looting stores. Still more were graffitiing the side of a building in scarlet paint that read, The fog helps me see. This is insane, Naomi said. Our parents are somewhere out in all this madness. Well, what are we supposed to do? Holly asked. All we can do now is wait, Joe said. It was a cold night and they all had to huddle together to stay warm. Naomi fell in and out of sleep, occasionally being wakened by crashing, the breaking of glass, or even screams. Sometime around dawn's first light, the fog dissipated, vanishing with the sun as if it never existed. They peered down at Main Street. It was empty, but littered with garbage, tipped over cans, and broken glass. It certainly wasn't the same charming town as before. When they returned back to the hotel, Naomi's parents were worried about her. They asked her where she'd been. Their hands were stained with red paint from graffitiing buildings, but they didn't seem to notice. They seemed to have a lingering brain fog as if they'd waken up from a long slumber. When Naomi finally departed Huckleberry Springs with her parents, she researched the events of the night before. There was no mention of it, or at least not yet, but she found accounts where this strange mist seemed to creep in every seven years or so and cause mayhem only to adults, sparing children. Naomi knew she would never forget about the strange mist of Huckleberry Springs as long as she lived, even though her parents were completely foggy about it. Okay, so Huckleberry Springs sounds like an idyllic place that I should check out with my friends Willow and Autumn some winter solstice. But we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on that menacing fog bank. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> and you know what else nobody has time for? Ads, beloved listeners. So listen to Story Club and all the other Go Kid Go shows 100% ad-free by joining Go Kid Go subscription channel on Apple Podcasts. Uninterrupted episodes of Story Club, Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, Falloosville, and Whale of a Tale, and more? Yes, please. And come back tomorrow for another episode with yours truly, because every Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out. Go, kid, go.
Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you. And the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.